breaking and entering, drunk and disorderly, law and order. A former prosecutor and a defence lawyer, not your typical pairing. And the result? Conversations about crime and punishment that are guaranteed to get you thinking. Welcome to Justice Matters with Joe Crowley and Lizzie Green, a brand new weekly podcast. Our episodes are available on Apple Podcast, Spotify and YouTube. Check out our Instagram for clips at Justice Matters Pod. Enjoy the episode. This episode contains descriptions of violence, including violence against women and children. It also contains discussions of suicide. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Hello, Lizzie. Hi, Joe. How well, are you? I am well. Good, Welcome good. back to this episode. So, well, sorry, the follow on from our first episode where you were talking about the Violence against women, violence against toxic women. masculinity, toxic domestic w- violence. Domestic violence, that's right. And you yes. had some particular examples from the case of uh, Hannah, Hannah Clark, Clark, Lily James. Yes, Lily James, yes. yes. We're, but we're going to move on slightly now. Related topic. Because yes. it's, it's, it's continued discussion of domestic violence. Yes. I wanted to just explore it in a little bit more detail. There's a lot that I would like to talk about mm. with domestic violence, but I've tried not to be too broad. It's yeah. one aspect. Okay. And I think um, at the end of the last episode, you mentioned you'd found this uh, list from South Australia. Yes, a list of questions. So I'm right. going to take you well, through let's those. Jump in. Yeah, okay, let's jump into that. All right. I came across a new self-assessment questionnaire that's been created to help men recognise any tendencies they might have towards domestic violence because whatever else we think, the rate of intimate partner violence is absolutely out of control and we need to find some way to reduce this statistic. We we have to, you know. Oh, sorry, I agree we need to find a way of reducing the statistic. I'm not sure I agree it's absolutely out of control. I think that might be overcooking One it. woman a week, you think that's acceptable? Well, well, I don't think it's acceptable, no. I think it should be zero women a week. But but to say that it's absolutely out of control, that's taking a statistic way out of context. I mean, how many married couples are there in Australia? You know, you say it's absolutely out of control. I mean, I mean, it is too high, absolutely. Something should be done about it, absolutely. I totally agree with both those. So is that I not disagree that it's too high? No, it's not some these I think the words you use are important and I and I think particularly around this topic which is an incredibly emotional topic and I think that it's important that we try and be careful with the words we use and we try and use words that are not too emotive and I think absolutely out of control is just too emotive it needs to be addressed but can can yeah. I tell you the question yes questions? tell some DV stats. okay so this is actually from the South Australian state government funded initiative mm. So it poses seven questions mm. and the idea is if they answer yes to any of them, then they are urged to call a domestic violence hotline mm-hmm. to discuss. Mm-hmm. So these are the questions. Do you think there are right and wrong ways a woman should behave in a relationship? Second question. Do you ever become anxious, annoyed or suspicious if you don't know where your partner is? Third question. Have you ever checked your partner's phone, social media or email accounts? Do you ever raise your voice, shout or grab your partner to make a point? Have you ever pushed, grabbed or hit your partner? Have you ever punished your partner for something you feel they've done wrong? Has anyone ever suggested that you change your behaviour towards your partner? And so this government-funded initiative says if you or someone you know could answer yes to any of the above, it might be worth a call to our hotline. I think everybody I know could answer yes to at least one of those. 
But so, uh, with the exception of checking mobile phones, I mean, all of it sounds like pretty ordinary behaviour in a long-term committed relationship. Did you want the number? <laughs> can, you, can you give it to me? I better call. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you say it's government funded, and that's terrific. That doesn't, in my opinion, add any weight to well, it whatsoever. I would so love to see the empirical evidence behind the usefulness of those questions. I agree that these questions are super broad, and super people broad. would be able to say yes, but. If all it does is make people think, oh, my God, if that's an indicator of potential violence, maybe I should dial it back. Like if this is something that makes people think whatever we're doing to address domestic violence isn't actually having much of an impact. So So I, I don't know that that's the case. Well. You know, as you know, reporting rates for domestic violence you know, are increasing. People are mm. more aware of it. They're reporting it more. So the idea that domestic violence itself is increasing may be, and I, it might not be too, but it may be uh, an indication of increase in reporting rates. That's probably true. But I also think, I think that the number of murders is, like I can't believe that that many murders were not reported or known in the past. Like I think the number of murders, I think the degree of violence is escalating. You think intimate partner homicide is on the increase? And I think the degree of... So I don't understand what You know, like when we think about DV back in the pre-sharing stage where people kept it a secret because it was shameful, it was a family thing, I'm, I'm not sure we had as many murders at that time or perhaps even as many serious incidents. And part of that I think is because... We know now that the highest risk time is when a woman takes the step to leave or to stand up to the partner. And I think back in the day, women took it. They didn't talk about it. They didn't fight back. They didn't leave. They didn't leave. And so I think with an awareness and an understanding of domestic violence has come this encouragement of victims to speak up and to take action and that has had the consequence for many women of increased violence and death in in certain cases and so it's like a step forward in terms of awareness but a step back in terms of the types of harm and the incidence of harm Mm. and so if there is anything that makes anyone take pause and think, oh, or even if there's a woman who reads that list and says, oh, my partner checks my phone or my partner tells me what I, to I wear. I think, if, yeah, if your partner's you know, checking your phone, that's a, a red flag in my I view or happens. grabbing you. I think that's a, during an argument, that's a red flag. You know, have you ever punished your partner for doing something that annoys you? I well, mean, it says punished. Yeah, exactly. That could be anything. That could be not speaking to them for a week. You know, I mean, that's but, it is so broad as to be, I think, so broad as to be completely useless. The more more general it is, the more useless it is. It should be very specific. This, isn't part of, no, because isn't part of this, like this is why people fall into or become part of abusive relationships because it doesn't start with abuse it doesn't start with violence it starts with all the love bombing and the you know the good the good stuff to suck them in and so when you say it's so broad 
if you can see those signs early, you can get out. So you can see what signs early that you have an argument with someone and they don't talk to you for a few days because they're annoyed with you and they are punishing you. You know, they don't take the, the rubbish out, which is their usual job because they're punishing you. Well, I mean, you you're know, telling it, us a lot about your marriage, Joe. I mean, um, I, I, I mean you, 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 that, that is not a male-only thing. I mean, that, you No, know. no, no. And so, I think punish, I think there you're, you're going for the very lowest but type That was of- the question that you read. It just used the word punish. It could have been anything. It didn't say use violence. If it said use violence, that's, that would make it a very different and much more reliable But punished for question. something they've done wrong, I think that's different to getting in a strop and, you know, like if you have- Well, where does it say that on there? Where, where's the little explanation in the question? For something they've done wrong. Yeah, that you perceive that they've done wrong. Absolutely, yeah. You're hardly going to punish them for things you don't okay. think they've done wrong. And I'm not saying every- Every person who says yes to this is an abuser, but I'm saying. But that's what that, well, they're saying you should look. You should, you know, get you yourself checked out. I mean, that's but ridiculous. If all this does is to make people aware of things that could potentially be red flags, Joe. Then- that, that that could that list is equally applicable to women. Equally applicable to women. Okay, there's fine. nothing gender specific and I'm not in that saying- list. So I mean, let's all let's well, all that's take. That's right. But I'm not saying that women can't be abusers, but. Let's be frank. The statistics are that it is you're almost us- always men. Sure, you're you're using the word abuse in terms of physical abuse, and I agree with that. But you know, women are just as capable of being uh, emotional abusers as and, men. But I read this list and I thought, oh gosh, that's interesting. I'm a woman, and I think, why are we not like? I don't think it can ever be a bad thing that these types of considerations, you read that list in its entirety, okay, sure, maybe you have punished, you know, by not taking out the rubbish or whatever. But if you think, oh, there's a couple there, you know, like if all it does is raise more awareness, if it makes you think twice before you you know, the law cannot make people be nice to each other. People being mean to each other, even when they're in an in- intimate relationship, is ordinary human behaviour. Now we we're would trying hope it doesn't happen. To find a way. All that was was a list of people being, with the exception possibly of looking at somebody's phone, which sounds like some level of phones, or grabbing somebody. The rest of it was just ordinary human disputes between. But are you people. saying that because you're in a healthy relationship. Like if you are not in a healthy relationship, if there are things that don't feel right and you have the benefit of reading a list like this and it says to you, oh, my God, if these are things that could indicate DV and you get out early, then hasn't that achieved its goal? Like we need sure. awareness, in the understanding. Yes, it's in that if you are somebody who doesn't understand, you know, human relationships to that you're so ignorant to the extent that you need that list to, okay, to help. Okay, that's offensive. Well, I, no, I know think- that is offensive because there are a lot of victims. There are a lot of victims who end up feeling stupid because of attitudes like that. Because people say, "Well, how did you not know? Why didn't you leave?" Sorry, in, term, oh in terms God. of things like in terms of things like looking at their phones and surveillance, I totally agree with that. But in terms of you know punishing you for no, things you've done wrong because they don't talk to you for two days, a I mean, right what is that? Wrong way that a woman should behave in a relationship, becoming anxious, annoyed, or suspicious if you don't know where your partner well, is. Suspicious is 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 problematic. I think but both I mean, of those are problematic. I think. But it's three, the they, 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 they group the three of them in the question. Anxious? Have you never been anxious when you didn't know where your partner's wife? So of course you are. I mean, I am. You know, like, where is my wife? I don't know. Of course I'm anxious. <laughs> anxious, annoyed. Of course you're annoyed. You're like, you know, she said she'd be here at 10 past. It's now 20 past. She's not here. I think you're- You know, so they, they think... group them together. The questions are just so meaningless because they're so general. But they're and, not meaningless. 
they're not meaningless if they indicate to someone, gosh, I need to think about my relationship. If they indicate that to somebody, yes. And so that is the whole point of it, Joe. Like there are people who don't have the knowledge or understanding of what an abusive relationship necessarily looks like. They don't. They're completely uncritical of their relationship. They have no reflection at any time about what's going on in their relationship. Or they I'm might, sure there are people like that. I mean, statistically, there must be people like that. I think they there wouldn't be too but many. But there are them. people who do get told what to do or, or that they've done something wrong and they don't see it as That's a That's not flag. what that question asks. Do you think there are right or wrong ways a woman should behave? Yeah, it doesn't say do you, do you tell them that. And you, you can't honestly say that there's no wrong way to behave in a relationship. Of course there is, for men and women. Of course there's a wrong way to behave in a relationship. I mean, so anybody who said, oh, no, I don't, I think women can do whatever they like in a relationship. I mean, that's just crazy talk. I I guess, and you should feel the same. You have daughters. Like I, I actually am so scared for young women who do not know what to look for as red flags. Like I... But your daughters wouldn't be like that. I mean, none of their friends would be like that. I mean, that I, is not true. I, I could not tell you any I young can. woman that I know who wouldn't know to look for red flags like they're surveilling you, you know, they're constantly looking at your phone. Or I don't think you have any appreciation mm, of the amount of interaction with phones. Like so Snapchat, whatever, have location services. Um, you know, you can see where your mates are on Snapchat. Mm. It is a tool where... I know in relationships people will turn off their location services to make a point or... Yeah, yeah. what point are they trying to make? You don't know where I am and what I'm doing? Yeah, and what, what, what's, where's the problem? I mean, my, my, my phone is kind of my wife can see where I'm at all times. She asked me, she was like, can I do that on your phone? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, I don't care. So she did, but, but again, I mean... you're coming from a healthy relationship. I'm telling you that I am telling you from fact that there are young people who have grown up hearing about domestic violence who read the stories like hannah and her children Mm. they know that domestic violence is a problem but they are in these relationships and i there is one that i know from one of my daughter's friends in year 12 and he was controlling Mm. and he did tell her things that she should or shouldn't do Mm. she loved him so much that she would say, "Oh, but that's just him," or "Oh, but I know why he's doing that." Yeah, so she so she knew the behaviours, but she didn't but she, see but herself. But she dismissed them and she minimised them. Yeah, so, but she just not like she didn't an, know the behaviours. She didn't see herself as being in an abusive relationship. Yeah, and that and and reading that list isn't going to help her. She knew why? them already. Why? But you, you but said she because didn't she minimises them. You, you just described she minimised them. She, she said, saw, oh, but he does that she because. She didn't like the things he was doing yeah. necessarily, but she made excuses for them. She did not see herself as being in an abusive relationship. Sure. yeah. But she was. Sure, okay. But my point is is that that, that list is so general that's not going to help her. And besides the fact that helps. she knew the, the, the problem behaviours because she provided excuses for them. If she didn't think they were problematic, she wouldn't need to excuse them. So no, she no, knew. She didn't see them as yeah, indicators of abuse. But she knew that they could have been indicators of abuse, she hence didn't. providing an excuse. No, she didn't. Well, why she is she providing an excuse? She just didn't like him telling her what to do or whatever or turning off this or whatever. 
but she didn't because I I couldn't help myself and I said to her I think that this is a dangerous relationship and she goes oh no 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 like oh he loves me and no concept in her 17 year old mind that this was an abusive relationship that's just one person mm. I can tell you about this is part of the problem and so you take issue with this list because it's so general mm. what I'm saying is that is a good thing because it makes people think. You think if if this girl you're describing read that list, she would go her light bulb will come on or come if on. If it's and she not go, oh. her mum or her friend's mum saying, "I don't think this is a good relationship for you to be in," if it's something where she's seeing things that are recognised red flags or indicators, and it makes her think, if it does that for one person and gets them out of a relationship. It is not a bad thing. If you are someone who doesn't take out the rubbish because you're in a bad mood with your partner, you'll read this list and you'll know I'm not abusive. <laughs> okay, not based on the instructions that were given in the no, in the document. No, you wouldn't. But this is aimed at people who are at risk. Okay, it is so general as to be meaningless. None of you, I mean, you're 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 putting your slant on it. If you just go on the words that are written there, that's absolutely. What's my slant? Your slant is that oh, people would know that they're not the type of people oh, who I've should said be. I said that once because you had a. <laughs> should you're be, putting yourself be there yes. as someone who well, says yes to these? I'm trying to save you from yourself. <laughs> Well, you said you're going to give me the number. So apparently some, you know, stamp liquor down in bloody South Australia will set me right. I feel like with with daughters, I would think you would be, like you can't, you can't say, like you said to me, my girls wouldn't do that. We can't say that. I didn't say that. I said your girls would know. You said that That's people I mean, there are people know. who don't know these these red flags and they would learn them by reading this list of questions. And I said I just don't believe that's the case. I think people I think that it is so ubiquitous in our society the kinds of red flags. I mean, just people talk you, you hear the young people talking about what would you find what what do you think is a red flag in a guy? I mean, there's but a TikToks galore that have that, you know, Vox Pops, what's a red flag in a guy? You know, What's it a is vox pop. Of, you know, where a, a person sticks a microphone in your face and asks oh. you a question. It, it's so talked about now. What are red flags in in relationships generally, but also in guys? I, I think you would have to be as a young person living under a rock if you didn't know at least some of the red flags that are on that list. I mean, I don't even think they're, some of them are red flags at but all. But I just... think the insidious nature of DV is that the red flags, the issues aren't there at the start. And so by the time there are things that you might question, you're in it. You love them. Sure. You know, and so I think that blinds you to common sense or to your otherwise rational understanding. And so I, I just I just feel like the way to try and counteract it or to save women is through the most saturated, consistent awareness that we can possibly do. Let's educate kids in primary school about DV. Sure. Let's talk about things like these behaviours that might be indications of DV because the mm. earlier the recognition, the more you can understand, the better you'll be able to have that ability to see what's happening and to know that it's okay to take the steps 
to get yourself out of it. And I sure. think I think that's that's why I like that question. I think sure, let's get people talking about all of this. Let's get them thinking about what might seem a very benign nothing kind of treatment or conduct but also in the back of your head no but in a different context it could be this so then it- it's benign conduct that in a in a particular context could be something i mean that is just so you know this it's just so vague so far i mean it's the kind of conduct that happens all the time in long-term relationships so i don't think it helps to go with this in a certain circumstance but maybe saying it happens all the time in long-term relationships i didn't say it happened all i think i think it's common behavior i mean people argue in long-term relationships not wrong you know what i mean like saying that it happens in a healthy relationship like it's common it probably is like you know i am notoriously bad tempered at times but but that doesn't mean it's not wrong behavior and so maybe that's the message here these are we should all be nice to each other i think that's you know you you just we're just circling back around to religion now it's like well how do we do that oh i don't know religion well well that's what you know most of the religions are based on this idea of teaching people good behavior to deal with other people you know do unto others as you do uh, to yourself you know you can't you're just coming around to a sort of a state-sponsored religion now i mean yeah, absolutely. People should all be nicer <laughs> to each other. We should all go to whatever church or you know thing it is. Hey, that I we... don't know why we're talking about church. Well, well, well. Why as I say, you're trying to you you're trying to make people nice to each other. Yes, everyone should be nice. We should all live in a nirvana. I think that would be lovely. How are we going to achieve that? Well, I don't know. Let's start now by doing unto others as they do to you, or you know any of the other those you know religious tenets that you can pick, not just from a Christian religion, but from you know Hindu, Islam, Buddhist. I don't know. I knew that we would have divergent opinions on. But some you've got of these to such topics. a level of generality now that that's where we're at. We've got such an issue with domestic and family violence because it starts with the generalities. It starts with these little things. That's that's my point. It mm, starts. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that because I don't exactly know what you're talking about. But do you think if it starts because somebody mean you don't know what I'm talking about? Well, you think that it starts you with think the little that someone things. goes from "I love you so much, you're the love of my life" to choking them the next day? That's not how it works. No, no, it's sure. insidious and it builds up, and it is these little things. It mm, is. Uh, well, it, it's certainly some of them. Yes, I, I don't think it's. You know, I mean, I don't know. I've never made a study of it. But, you know, as I say, those behaviours are so common in long-term relationships, you know, people not being nice to each other, so common, that the fact that they are also behaviours that are, in, that are that occur in a relationship that ends in a domestic homicide, I mean, how, how does that help you identify that a domestic homicide is going to occur? I don't think it does because it occurs in so many relationships. I think that if it... If it can raise a query as to is this okay and get someone thinking about either the way they treat someone or the way they're being treated, then I think it's worth being general in these questions. I, I think it doesn't matter if if it happens in other relationships because the evidence is it happens, these things happen in abusive relationships. And so if we can acknowledge that and be aware that these are patterns of behaviour in abusive relationships, ask yourself about these patterns of behaviour. If that can do anything to 
change the trajectory of a relationship, whether it's to get someone out of it, to change the pattern of behavior you are, not you, but a man is falling into. I, I don't see how there's a negative. I don't think it matters if people can say, oh, these are really general questions. These happen in all relationships. That doesn't make it okay. It doesn't mean it's not a problem. That I completely agree with what you say. If the only people who are, you know, who are acting on those are people who should act on them and, and it only has a positive effect. But it, when it's so enormous and so general that it will pick up other people, there'll be complaints about this and complaints about that. What I mean, you- d- domestic violence is already absolutely choking our court system and you i mean i don't know if you've practiced in domestic violence i have and i've seen many many cases that are just people not being nice to each other that's all it is and there's complaints and police time is taken up and it goes into the courts and it's just people not being nice to each other and that is not something that the courts or the police should really have anything to do with by that i mean not violence most of the domestic violence stuff i i do there is no violence involved and there's no serious manipulation or anything like it's it's they had an argument and they yelled at me you know that that's more an issue of why is that in court because the legislation is so general and so broad and so that's why i really object to the the level of generality but i'm not because- talking about that case i'm not talking about that kind of case i'm talking about the ones that are more serious. Of course. And if we could identify those, that would be fantastic. And we could design a set of questionnaire that would identify those specifically, that would be awesome. And I think we should definitely all try to do that. But I think just having this incredibly broad, incredibly general sort of criteria, criteria. I mean, what would have been more helpful is if they'd pulled out the DV legislation in South Australia, which is presumably exactly the same as Queensland, and just pulled up the examples and gone, does this happen in your relationship? Does this happen in your relationship? Does this happen in your relationship? That would be far more sensible than this you know do you you know do you think there's right and wrong ways for a woman to behave in a relationship okay but so where i think we're at where we're not seeing eye to eye here is if we're asking behaviors from the legislation they're offenses no, not in dv they're not that's not an offense that's a it's a it's a restraint it's a civil we've gotten to the point of actionable conduct yes sure okay what these questions are saying is could you be subject to or could you be leaning towards actionable conduct? Because I don't think this is suggesting any kind of actionable conduct yes, it is. on their own. Is. Yeah, surveillance is. Grabbing somebody is. I mean, yelling somebody can amount to domestic violence. There's the three off the top of my head in there that do. But it's also, I think, aimed at trying to identify either within yourself or in your partner things that could then go to the next stage. And so if we can prevent that, then those people won't be coming to court because that won't be happening. I completely agree. It would be excellent to keep things out of court and it would be excellent to make sure that people are in potentially violent relationships leave them i completely agree with all of that i just don't agree on the mechanism i think starting i think the domestic violence legislation is brought way too general and i i mean this is not empirical evidence this is just my anecdotal evidence that that there are a lot of things which just shouldn't be in the court it is just clogging up court time and police time and i think it is because it is way too general and then you say, oh, there's another list. It's not in the legislature. There's another list of behaviour that could lead to this behaviour that we're trying to, I mean. But there's no I suggestion just, that, that, that answering this questionnaire will take you to court. 
Well, I'd be really curious to know what the government do when you call them up and say, I've answered the yes on this list and I need help. What do so you do? So it, it's part of the goes, Don't Become That Man campaign, which is aiming to intervene and divert men away from abusive behaviour. Which is, I think that's excellent if people have got some I- so issues that they think. So it's not to lead that, it to charges or court. It's to try and educate and prevent. Yeah, I think that's excellent. I'm not sure that list would really, you know, pick up the kind of men you're looking for, but, you know. I think that they're good questions for people to consider. All right. Was there anything else? I think probably that was everything I wanted to say on that topic. Okay. Well covered. Um, It was very thorough. And we're still friends. Yeah, of course we're still friends. friends. We knew when we started this podcast we didn't agree on things. That's why we did it. Yes, true. True, true. (laughs) Thank you for your very open and understanding acceptance no, of no. my it's always, position. It's always good to talk. <laughs> it's always good to talk about those things. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks Lizzie. Thanks for tuning into this episode. You can find links to the cases that we discussed in the description. You can also find a link to Guardian Criminal Law, and a big shout out to them for making this podcast possible. The majority of criminal cases involve people normal people, people like you, people like me, who find themselves in an unusual set of circumstances that would not usually occur in their life. My name's Mark Savick and I'm here to assist you with your criminal matter. I look forward to hearing from you and being of assistance to you. If you're interested in clips, you can look at them on Instagram and TikTok. Just search for Justice Matters Pod. See you next episode.